Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, namaste. I don't think we're on air just yet. Um... Not sure. I have to check this. So what we are doing is we are going to be playing Karen's show that she did um, for April, and then um, it's been been extremely crazy busy month, but it happens for a lot of us. So be ready for some interesting information, and um, what we did is we actually went on board one of the motherships, and we traveled to to Andromeda Galaxy, which was incredible, as I knew it would be, and and then we will be talking about that soon. Um, just need to find the audio. Here we go. So I'll talk to you um, after it's done. Hello, everyone. Namaste, and welcome to Awaken Your Light Radio Show. My name is Karen Cressman. I'm a spiritual interpreter, self-empowerment coach, author, speaker, and healer. And my purpose is to lead us to the light, the light, the loving essence that exists in us, each and every one of us, and all that exists. And our mission is to remember who we are not, to know who we already are. An amazing, loving, like consciousness that is one with everything. So all of those perceptions of not good enough and not worthy and not smart enough and not pretty enough and uh, everything else that we've been taught or has been projected at us is not ours to own. Never was, never ha- will be. We are an amazing, amazing, unconditional loving source of light in a biological form that has duality, in a world of duality that has opposites. And like God said in the last newsletter, that I sent out, look for the opportunity. When we focus on the opportunity, then all the negatives in the peripheral. There's always going to be a plus and minus, a positive and negative, a pro and con to everything in life. So when we focus on the positive, the negative, it's either in the peripheral or we don't even notice it anymore. Wouldn't that be heavenly? That's how we can walk in a world that that is filled with joy, filled with happiness. So, today, I am to tone for grace. Grace in that walk. Oh, no. I need you. 
So they answered these questions for us. So you'll find this quite fascinating. Here we go, and I'll be back after the show. Blog Talk Radio. I've landed in a, a cargo hold. And is that you, Arlo? Yes, it is. Namaste. Hi, thank you for being here again. And Galilee. Yes, hello. Namaste, Karen and Mark. Namaste, Galilee. Thank you. You are welcome. All right, Karen. We are going to go in the spacecraft and we are going to show you what you and Mark have asked about. This will teleport us to the Andromedean galaxy and we will share with you some of the information that you have requested. Um, I'm getting another image. Are we are we going in the spaceship, or I see us? <laughs> I see us in a conference room, also looking at a screen with all of the information. Yes, you'll see. Come with me. All right, we're going in the spacecraft. Uh, Drummond will wait here for us. Okay. The ship is in our galaxy, correct? Yes. Drummond brought you to our galaxy. I have to take you out of the galaxy, but we're going to a mothership. And in the mothership, we will be able to see everything on the screen. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense to me now. We just went into darkness. Are we portaling there? Is that what's happening? Okay, I feel energy moving again. It's like I was in a void, the same as when I flip with um, the dragon. Hi, honey. Hmm. I can't see where I am, guys. Can you help me with that? I'm still moving through energy. Oh, okay. We must have gone into some kind of warp drive or something and gone through time very quickly because we just came out and were by a huge, 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 huge mothership. Um, and we're flying into that. So what did we go through? It was like, oh, no, it was a warp, warp drive. Yeah, we kind of went through a collapsed time portal or something. Uh, 
I'm not sure of the proper terminology for it. But it was sort of like going in between with the dragon, going between times, and, and I, how I teleport with the dragon. Very similar technology, Karen. It's very similar. We move through one point of space to another point of space faster than the speed of light. And it's, it's a couple of seconds in your time frame. All right, we've landed in this mothership and we are we are walking through, the three of us. It's huge. It'd be like if you went to, uh, oh, I can't even, uh, a huge convention center. We're, we're walking through a space, but, it, but it's, it's a huge, huge, huge terminal. Very, very high up, so it's bigger than even an airport would be, an airport terminal. Okay, riding up some escalators, and I'm taking you to a conference room, Karen. It's a conference room that overlooks the bay of the spacecraft, and you'll be able to see monitors, you see things like that an observation type area um, you know what it's it's like it's it's looking similar to what they do in hospitals when they have students watch a surgery on like looking down at the at the control center and um, they're showing. With huge monitors. You and Mark and some of your listeners have wanted to understand better exactly what the Andromedean Council is versus the Galactic Federation. Versus the Galactic Federation of Light. There's a lot of terminology out there that you've been hearing. And you've heard of the White Knights, there's other groups that work together. The Andromedean Council, which is what I represent and the ambassadors you've talked to, we represent our galaxy, which is much, much larger than yours. And we have hundreds and hundreds of habitable planet. Many, many, many more than you have. And because of the size, we have to group that into a council for our area. Now, we are one of the groups. You have Palladians there helping, Syrians helping. Arcturians helping, Octarians helping. They're all from different clusters of star systems that are working together as groups. The Andromedean Council is a group 
working to support Earth and other like planets that are shifting from third to fifth dimensional frequencies. When you are brought to those huge meetings and you sit in this whole big council and this, uh, they are federation meetings. They are galactic federation meetings. Some choose to call the galactic federation the galactic federation of light. And we do serve light. We are serving evolution and spiritual growth and the increased and intensified frequencies that your star systems are moving through and as they evolve as a star system. We study that. We work with that. You know that Earth is evolving right now and the universe is evolving and changing in its path, its evolution, its revolution, its expression as it intensifies and increases its frequency. Everything on it has to increase. And if you don't, then there will need to be a separation or the planet can't evolve. And it has destroyed civilizations or planetary systems when the two don't evolve at the same speed. We're here to help that. We've got tremendous knowledge about that and so do the other groups. They've been through it as well. So we're all working together in the Federation of Light. We had mentioned to you before that our council, because it is smaller, we can pretty much keep it very, very pristine. We can keep everybody at an honest integrity level. We know the members. They've been solid and true for for centuries. Their families, and it goes back in an ancestral line that anybody involved with the council has been with them for a very long time. So it's sort of a sacred oath you would probably relate to that terminology from your language. It's a sacred oath to be part of the Andromedian Council. And we go through checks to make sure there's psychological profiling and checks and tests and we can run biofeedback on people, which they willingly do, to make sure that we do not have infiltration that is not of the light that wishes to harm. We have a very good record of maintaining that, that we do not have what you would call double agents working or spies working within the council. Now, the Galactic Federation, however, whether you call it the Galactic Federation or whether you call it the Galactic Federation of Light, there are other beings that come in and it's 
so huge, and it's it's throughout the universe. Particular galactic federation that we work with is this universe. It's not other universes, especially with the quarantine. They can't get in and out. So it's within this region. It doesn't exceed that. I know that was one of your questions. However, the other areas, it's so extensive and it's so massive that you can get spies and double agents in there. They do a wondrous job of checking and and working with with beings. And as you know, sometimes they can thwart the efforts and the technology. And it's almost a challenge to some beings to thwart it. It's pretty, 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 pretty um, sacred and held in a space of high integrity. The checks are tremendous. And most people willingly go through the checks to make sure that it is kept in the light, working for the light. So... That is why we have you talking with us. And then we take you to the Federation. Because, Karen, you could trip up on some energies that you wouldn't know to be aware of. And you wouldn't, you could be affected by those energies. Plus the fact that they are dealing with all types of species of beings. And oftentimes we assist you in helping to interpret what you are interpreting. So some could say that we're controlling the information that you're getting. You could say that. However, that's up to you. We are here to serve in love and light. And we believe that the information we've brought through to you has shown that and has been completely in integrity in how we've been working with Earth. We have been supporting you for a very, very long time because we have beings from our galaxy that were sent to Earth and are living on Earth. We are one of the many races that have colonized there. So... That said, we support it because we support our ancestry. And that's what's happening with many of the worlds that are there. Whether they're part of the Federation, whether they're there on their own, they're there because they have ancestry on the planet. And even if the ancestry is no longer there, there's still tremendous care and concern about earth and humans. We know that you have been through a great spiritual evolution. We know that you have been affected in so many ways by experimentation, by planets that um, and beings that have attempted to destroy one another that were brought there as a place to evolve and grow. We know that You've been, your species and your races have been interbred. 
We know that you've been tested by other beings. We know that all of that has gone on. And we wish to see humanity evolve beyond the victimization you've been held in. It has been an ongoing issue. And you're finally at a place where the portals could be open for many of the civilizations and and races that wanted to come help and wanted to come back to Earth to be able to travel to Earth and get there. And, of course, now, now with the quarantine, they're locked there until that is lifted. And it's happening. It's happening. Many, many, many of the beings the alien beings that have been harming are being removed. They are being held accountable, removed from Earth. There are massive changes happening on your planet, and it has to happen in a gradual time frame for all of you to accept it. There are contingencies that want it to happen overnight. You have your alliance from the secret space program that want to have disclosure. And then there's others who say, no, 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 you have to do it a little at a time. There's pros and cons to both of those. If you wait to do it, it could be manipulated again. If you do it all at once, it could set up a frenzy and cause exactly what you don't want to happen. So there's a lot involved, and we've been telling you that. It's it's not a new conversation. We realize that. But we wanted you to have a better understanding of who we are and what we do. So we want you to look down here at the monitors now. All right. Um, I am having trouble seeing in this frequency dimension wherever I'm at. I'm not really able to see the monitors. Can you help me with that? I'm seeing what looks like Sort of what you would see on the internet if you look out at some of the pictures that oh the um, telescopes take the humble telescope takes of the different uh, nebulas and clusters and, and gas clouds and but it's one huge huge system. I've never seen pictures in the Andromedean galaxy, so I'm not coming from any kind of knowledge here about that. Usually I'm shown information so that I can can have facts and figures to talk from. I I haven't had that, guys, so um, I'll do the best I can. It's 
Yeah, I'm, I'm. What was that light that I just saw? It was like I saw a burst of light. Was that a meteorite or was that that was a ship? Okay. I'm starting to see lights bursting in and out of the field. They're ships. <laughs> so wait, is this like a huge control center like we'd have at an airport? You're you're controlling the the spaceships in and out of the area? Yes, actually, this is a control tower. <laughs> Or a control ship is what it is. Oh, my goodness gracious, that's wild. That's wild. So it, it's it's basically monitoring movement of spaceships in and out of the galaxy. Wow. Now I'm starting to see. It's almost, um, it's almost a 360 panel of screens. That's going around, and it goes around in a circle. But how is that happening? Satellites. Okay, so, or other ships. So the the feed is being beamed onto the screen, so they have a 360 view, even though they're at one stationary space or place in the, in space around the galaxy at one location. And they're just beaming in the other feed. Wow. And they're just monitoring everything. It's just wild to see these bursts of light going in and out. And they're popping in and out. So what are they doing? Are they doing exactly what we did? They're, they're, they're going into warp speed, so to speak. We'll all know what that is from Star Trek and things on that nature. So they're going into warp speed where they just pop through time and space? Yes, Karen. Okay. It's like a warp drive um, beyond light speed. So when they do that, like what kind of light year movement is it? Is can you relate it to anything like that for us of how they go in and out of this space? Our galaxy would be about 10 of your galaxy. Wow. It's much, much larger. So, yes, to go in between your galaxy and other galaxies we are a very large system, and that's why we've got such a large council, why we need a large council. So wait a minute. I think I've got wrong information. Let me clarify this for the listeners. So when you said, when you said it's 10, I pictured our planetary system that you is it the galaxy is it 10 galaxies or is it 10 planetary systems that we've got like earth through pluto kind of thing galaxies Karen. it's a much much we're much much bigger than 
what you have. And, and you guys don't even have a way to really understand that. You've, you're so limited in your ability to see. It's sort of like an ant looking up and saying, what, wait, how big is the world? You guys are looking up and saying, what's 10 galaxies? You just don't even have a way to understand it. What am I seeing on the screen? Is this the entire Andromeda Council galaxy? Guys, what I'm seeing is like waves of gas and waves of of, of star stars within these these gassy films and and things on that nature. There's there's a, there's a nebulas and things. You're looking, is this the entire galaxy that would be 10 of our galaxies? No. No. What am I seeing on the screens? How big is this part? This is about half of it. Okay. Okay. And we're talking little blips and little bleeps. I guess it would be like our... our um, the, the telescope that takes a picture, a snapshot. That's kind of what... I'm seeing is just a snapshot of it, like one view, one angle, one perspective of the galaxy. Mark, do you have any questions about this information? Um, As far as, well, as we would understand it, evolution, dimensionality, growth of planets, planetary systems of a galaxy, is the Andromeda galaxy... Uh, more advanced dimensionally as far as their civilizations that that you have as part of the Andromeda galaxy, or do they also have third-dimensional planets that are shifting up to fourth and fifth and so forth as well? Ah, yes, that will help you understand. We do, because every galaxy, every every especially something as large as us, we have black holes that keep evolving into new new star systems. You have a star erupt and come into a black hole. So we have new creations happening in our system, most definitely. Because of that, we have planetary systems that are evolving as well. And that's why else it's so important. We've said this before, but if Earth doesn't evolve and if the species continue to harm Earth, one planetary system that is destroyed sends a massive ripple effect through the entire universe. Now, when something happens naturally, there's an ebb and flow and a balance to it, and it creates a smooth wave of energy. But when Maldek was exploded, that erupted and created havoc in a lot of other fields, especially if you had open portals 
the energy system went through those portals into other realms and other dimensions and into other galaxies and other star systems. So it is very important that we monitor this and and assist it in flowing in a natural ebb and flow. That's why else we can't force something. Because if we force something, we'll force an unnatural energy, which will affect everything. So was Moldek another a planet that was between Mars and Earth? And can you clarify a little bit more about that? Or and the super Earth that you had talked to us about before? Maldek is one term used for the super-Earth that is now or was where the asteroid belt is. And when it exploded, it damaged. It damaged Mars and it damaged several of the moons of many different planets. There's debris in Saturn and there's... It it really... It damaged um, most of the planet, most of the... Uh, planets in your solar system. Was Earth damaged as well? Yes, it was. It was one of the major catastrophic events that caused your planet and the people to either die or go inside. So it was. Okay. So but then did that came... cause an ice age? An ice age that we had or something like that? Yeah, that's, what I'm, I'm, that's kind of what, what I'm getting. Was it the ice age Was it with, with the dinosaurs? Did that destroy the dinosaurs and everything? It was like 500 million years ago. It was or 50 million years ago. It was a long time ago. It was one of the major. They, it's not in your history. You would not have it in your history books at this point. But it caused it caused flooding. Debris hit. It caused tremendous flooding, almost like tsunamis. Um, okay. Is it what destroyed Lemuria? Is it one of the things that destroyed Lemuria? Because I. I've heard multiple things. I've heard that Lemuria was destroyed by Atlantis, and I heard that Lemuria was destroyed by um, a weapon. So I'm wondering if the weapon was when Maldek exploded, if that's the weapon they were talking about. It was one of the civilizations that was greatly harmed and damaged. Okay. And that's what, that was the lesson that caused all of us to be concerned. It was, it's why they call it the great experiment, because they tried to save the people. They tried to save the energy and allow new growth. And it was very crystal clear the the immense damage that occurred for so much, 
so many planets, for so many people, for so many races, for for so many species. Tremendous amounts of species that were were injured from this and all the planets. So that is why else there's such a concerted concerted effort to help you. That's why the Galactic Federation, and it's really one of the reasons it formed in the first place to prevent a catastrophe like that from happening again. It was so massive and affected so many. So yes, that's why we do what we do, to prevent any world from going through that again. And again, it was from pure lust of power pure greed of technology that that kind of massive destruction happened. That's why we won't allow that because it set everyone back. When you have that kind of an energy wave that is from pure, destructive, very low-frequency energy, That's a massive wave that goes out throughout the galaxies and the universe. We don't wish to see that happen again at all. So like heart is low frequency as well. So how is that being controlled or uh, being stopped from being misused to cause harm? Remember, we've shown you the spaceships that are monitoring everything on Earth, every frequency on Earth. They're monitoring soil, water, air, plants. We are monitoring and we are making sure that nothing is destroyed. And if a wave is sent out or attempted, you know that we've stopped so many nuclear weapons. If they send out a wave that would do harm in the galaxy and to other planetary systems and to other beings, we can counter it. And especially your spheres. The spheres are, are monitoring and countering that that are from the sphere being alliance. Right. So yes, that's that's being done. But here's the other thing. We will not take away your karma and your growth. So if the harp machine is being used to create storms or weather patterns, we will not stop that because that's part of mass consciousness. That's why we ask all of you to send love and light to these things. You have to alter that. We can't. Like the storm systems that we're experiencing right now are a cause for that. And like you're saying, we need to counter it ourselves. It would be the massive storms, not just, I mean, your, your planetary, Earth has, rain and storms and thunderstorms and 
things on that, and then snow and and uh, drought. All of those things are natural. When they're heightened and they're extrapolated upon and they're intensified, it is when we can step in and counter it. We can keep an earthquake to a natural level of what Mother Earth is releasing and not allow it to go to from a 6 to a 10, which is what some of the machines would like it to do, the bioengineering. So that's where we can make a difference. And again, it, it all comes from what humanity is asking for. Mm-hmm. If yeah, humanity like the continues to want to be a victim to their world and their lives, we, we have to allow that like frequency to be on your planet. What about the volcanoes? It's like uh, volcanoes like what we have here in the United States and others that are super volcanoes that could cause major loss of life and and destroy civilization as as it is. Well, we would need some help so that does not happen in the worst-case scenario. Right, and that that hasn't been attempted. The, the the bigger concerns are tsunamis and the storms on that nature. A lot of what HARP is doing is simply to cause destruction and cause uh, it's a money game. You cause destruction. It keeps people in poverty and it keeps people borrowing money, and it keeps the corporations providing more product, and it keeps you locked in a particular pattern and flow of the old energy paradigm and the the old banking paradigm. And that's you know that's what that flow is all about. Now, you're you've taken down CERN. Keep going. You helped to take down CERN. You weren't the only beings that helped. We all had a part in that. The whole Federation and the Sphere Being Alliance had a part in that. And it was because mass consciousness was saying, no, thank you, no, thank you, no, thank you. So you can interact with that. You can assist with that. We want to show you one more thing before we take Karen back. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're leaving this area. One thing that we touched on is the Galactic Federation of Light, Michelle Denidal, has been around a very long time. Were they being given information by an artificial intelligence that was to cause harm? What we just explained, Mark, is that the Galactic Federation of Light is where we take you and Karen for those huge meetings. The Galactic Federation... It's been dovetailed 
also the Galactic Federation of Light. It means those that are working for love and light. So it could AIs, and that's one of the things that when we go to the meetings, that's one of the things that the Federation checks. They do a scan of everyone to make sure that they do not have, they're not bringing AI into the meetings in from their DNA or from their blood, all of that's tested so that artificial intelligence doesn't come in in the nano, the nanobytes. So that's something that has been, is monitored. But no, that's not, that's not a separate federation. The White Knights, we briefly touched on, is a separate group. They are not part of the Federation. Do they have members within the... Like, do they have a representation in the, the Galactic Federation or not? No, they do not. They do have... are in touch with members. It's It's not that we don't... We don't work with them. They have their own agenda. We support some of their agenda, not all of it. So we do have, there is a conversation and open dialogue. There's not ill will or harm. We just don't support their entire agenda. That's something that we need to make clear of. But they have done some good work and their intentions are mostly pure. They they do have a bit of they do work with a lot of power and might and that's not in agreement with all of our principles and policies. So all right, we want to show Karen this other area. Oh, wow. They've brought me to a planetarium type. This is the, the whole feelings glass in the middle of the ship. Wow. Oh, my goodness gracious. I, it's huge. Huge. And it's, I'm just seeing stars galore. It's just black with all these lights. What am I looking at? Is this part of the Andromedian galaxy that I'm looking at? It's huge. Yes. It is. Is this the whole galaxy that I'm seeing here? Mostly. You're seeing most of it. But it looks so far away. Why is it so far away if we're on a ship outside of it monitoring the airfield? Wait a minute. I think 
think I have this wrong. Galilee, is this, what, what am I looking at here? What are all these stars? Is that looking back towards our galaxy? Or is this the Andromedean galaxy? It's both. You're seeing our galaxy looking towards your galaxy. And I'm just seeing thousands of starlight, stars. Are they stars? Are they planets? Stars. And are there... Are there solar systems around every single one of those stars? No, not all of them. Not all of them have a planetary system like yours do. So that would mean not all of them have habitable planets around them. That would be correct. Some of them are new. Some of them are what we would consider new, but they're thousands of years old. Again, we can't go by your time frame because your time frame is so different than most of the worlds out there. It all depends on gravitational pull and the movement of energy and how quickly time evolves and and slows down, and there's all kinds of factors and mathematical equations involved in this conversation that you really wouldn't understand and would take too long to get involved in. Okay. It's just huge. What's the purpose for having me talk about this for everyone listening since they can't see it? The point being is, There is so much unknown space, time, dimensionality, planetary systems, suns, moons, stars, beyond our knowledge. Beyond our knowledge. And it's ever-evolving and ever-changing and ever-growing. And just like you asked, Mark, Are there other planetary systems? Yes. There are new ones being born all the time. Now, all the time could be 100,000 years. But every single system has its own time frame. Yours is a very slow time frame in comparison to many others out there. And that's what is important for all of you to know. You are such infants in understanding any of this. You're babies. You haven't even learned to crawl yet in the multiverses, let alone your universe. There's so much. There's so much. So disclosure will have to happen in piecemeal amounts because this is beyond your comprehension and understanding. 
guys, it really is. It's just, it's just, it's like looking at one of those pictures that you see that NASA has, and and you just see thousands of stars, and it's just like you just look at it like, and you can't even comprehend, and it just goes on and on and on and on and on. It's really even hard to fathom how big the universe is. We've traveled to so many areas and we still don't have a clear picture because the universe is changing constantly. Planets go out and new ones come in. No different than your forest and you have trees come down and new ones come up and the, and and you could go once a year to the same place and it would look different. That's the way the universe is. Same thing. That's what we wanted you to know this month. I will take Karen back now and Mark, in the meantime, why don't you give information on how someone can get in touch with you to do your work. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you. And basically, I provide many tools and techniques to help you be truly divinely self-empowered through healing and and life and, and empowerment coaching sessions. And I'll be working on putting together some uh, actual online classes to a Zoom conference calls and, and other uh, techniques as well as my radio shows. So um, everyone can get can reach me at Inner Light Expressions, the S, at Hotmail.com. And make sure in the subject line that you put that you are a listener to Karen on my show and, and what date you, you heard it. And provide contact information for you, where you live, your time zone, and so forth. And if you use Skype, if you use Uvu, uh, Viber, which is uh, a good program for international communication, as well as uh, WeChat, I use that as well. Or uh, Google Hangouts is also available. Um, Just tell me which one that you use, or if you need help in which one to choose, just uh, mention that in the email. And then um, we'll figure out a way to be in touch. And um, on Skype, it's healing number four, inner peace. And with the initial subject, uh, when you request contact, make sure that you put the listener to one of our shows, please. Thank you very much. Okay, everyone. So there you go. Thank you, White Lily, for asking the question about what exactly is the Andromeda Council and so that we could get this information and clarify for you the distinctions between the Andromeda Council, the Galactic Federation, the Galactic Federation of Light, and know who these beings are and how they support us and why they support us. I think it was very, very important to know all of that. So I appreciate that that information was brought forward for all of us and it gives us a clear understanding. I had no idea and I love the concept of using the forest to help us understand just how huge the 
our universe is, and that's not even the multiverses. Think about multiple universes like this. And the idea of a forest where you have a tree come down and, and something else rot away and you've got stars going in and out and that, that every day to travel through the universe, it's like walking through the woods and, and every day it's going to look different. And it's going to look different at different time frames. If you've ever walked through the woods consistently, ongoingly, I used to hike in Tennessee on the mountains, and every season it looked different. The path looked different. And different times of the day the path looked different because of the different light that was coming in and out. So now imagine the universe like that and that it's constantly coming in and out and doing different things on that nature and uh, stars going in and out and and depending on the solar system and what their gravitational force is, it would depend on what their time reference is and, oh my goodness gracious, there's so many mathematical equations and and different perspectives you could bring to it that this show helped us understand. And then when you think about that, know why it is so incredibly challenging for us in our little, little, tiny 3D world to comprehend it. I also love the analogy of an ant, like an ant looking up and saying, okay, how big's the world? <laughs> We're like an ant looking up at the universe and saying, how big is that galaxy? It's unfathomable. And even though I see it virtually, it's still, it's sometimes so hard to even express in the English language because it is just so immense. But if you ever go online and look at NASA's pictures and you see like one picture of one teeny tiny section and zillions of stars there, it gives you some kind of an understanding of how immense and just how big and so so many possibilities and what is out there and how it's evolving and how it's changing. So with that said, if you have any questions, comments, I know there was a conversation in the chat room, uh, you can email me at karen at karencressman.com. Check out the journey special, how, uh, how to heal a relationship that's going on in your life. The newsletters, look for the opportunity, was brilliant. All of those can be found at karencressman.com. You can also, if anyone is willing to, there's an opportunity, email me what the shows mean to you. I have a testimonial page and what you learn from the emails and, and the radio show, and I would love comments. You can find me and, and sign up at, at Facebook. You can provide comments there. It's Karen Cressman, Spiritual Interpreter on Facebook. There's lots of different ways to contribute and be a part of the community and what I call the Awakenings family. Thank you for being part of this Awakenings family. I will take us out for peace in the multiverses. Come back next week on the 10th and hear from Gaia. Mother Earth wants to talk to us and answer our questions. 
about Earth Day and where she is in her evolution. I look forward to that. Have a fabulous Sunday. And this is Peace in the Multiverses. Namaste, everyone. Bye for now. Namaste. That was uh, the pre-recording that I did with Karen and Karen's own show with it because she definitely added some interesting uh, perspectives in it, which I firmly agree with her on. And when I did that pre-recording with her, it was definitely very incredible sight because um, she and I, um, our consciousness go travel maybe in slightly different methods, which is fine. But I'm there as well as she is um, on our travels. It's just like I said, we do it in slightly different methods, which is fine. And the immensity of the Andromeda galaxy compared to ours is incredible because we from the mothership we were just looking at approximately half of the Andromeda galaxy itself which would be just that half is much larger than ours because the entire thing is ten times the size of our galaxy and that's just an approximation. It's probably bigger than that. Um, and then so if we were only looking at half of it that's five times the size of our galaxy in its totality. And as we were looking back, we were looking from where we are, where we were in the Andromeda galaxy towards the Milky Way galaxy, ours, and just seeing the two incredible uh, galactic bodies in relatively close proximity relatively speaking, it's, it's just incredible because each galaxy has its own galactic collective consciousness. And then each star has its own consciousness. And if it, there's a planetary system for that star, it has its own smaller collective consciousness. And then each planet with all life on and within that planet has its own levels of collective consciousness, which is all part of the intergalactic universal collective consciousness of our entire universe, which is simply one of many other universes as well. And the the science, the, the technology, the wisdom that they have 
is so far more advanced than we have here on the Earth plane on the surface. The, how how can Earth humans think that they are so superior when we are just beginning in that this stage of evolution and growth as a race, as a species? We're just just barely beginning in comparison. And in the past, before modern humans existed as we are, which even then we don't fully understand, there were many other races that existed prior to us that are, are gone. Many, Some of them left the planet. Some of them, as changes on the Earth itself changed, uh, ice ages and, and, and other cataclysmic events and, and so forth, they went within the inner earth into their own quantum reality in the honeycombs of the planet. So um, just matter, just keep exploring, keep going within, and keep moving forward. So with that, um, we'll end the show. And love, light, and blessings to all. Namaste. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.